So we have been um, over this, the last part of the Lenten season, uh, we have been uh, talking about that whole issue that creation has a voice. We said um, creation declares the glory of God as we looked at Psalm 19. We talked about that creation uh, groans in eager anticipation of the revealing of God's children as we looked at Romans 8. On Palm Sunday, we looked at the, the words of Jesus that says, if his people didn't praise him, the rocks themselves would cry out. And last week on Resurrection Sunday, we talked about that the earth quakes at the resu uh, resurrection of, of Jesus. And today I want to wrap those things up and looking at our voice as part of a recreation that God in Christ is doing a new work in each one of us. As the worship team said today, we are looking for new wine, that God's going to break up the ground that we have and plant a new vineyard in us. And, you know, as I, I think about it, that's really what's going to happen here at Bethesda. In fact, what's been going on for the last year and a half that Linda and I have been here, we've been in that process of breaking up new ground planting new vines, and new wine will come. And with that new wine, God is going to do a uh, renewed new work uh, in and through uh, your lives, uh, the lives of people who call uh, Bethesda home. And those are going to be exciting days. It has been exciting days. We have, uh, Lynn and I have been blessed to be here and be part of that planting process. And we are eager to see what God's going to have uh, for us here as a church family and even those that are watching uh, online to see what God is going to do in our midst. So we're going to talk about God's uh, recreation. Uh, I encourage you to take your copy of the scriptures uh, today. And we're going to be in 2 Corinthians, Paul's uh, second letter uh, to the Corinthian church. And he has been talking about in, in chapters uh, 3 and 4 about the newness that is ours, the things that are changing in our lives because of the good news of Jesus Christ. As we celebrated uh, last week, we, we remembered Christ's sacrifice on the cross that he died in our place, that he bore God's wrath on himself. That which was meant for us, he took upon himself. He stood in our place. And we know that by the blood that he shed upon the cross, our sins can be washed away as we surrender ourselves to him and give our, give our lives to him. But we also re recognize that we don't serve or think about uh, a dead uh, rabbi, but we worship the risen Lord, the Messiah that God has promised to us throughout all of Scripture. And for those that have surrendered their lives to Jesus, um, new life is ours. And that's what Paul is talking about to the uh, Corinthian church, the new things that are happening to us, the new responsibilities we have, the new voice we are given as part of God's renewed creation. So we are in chapter 5. I want to read a, a little bit longer portion, and then we're going to focus down a little bit, starting at verse 11. Therefore, 
Knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God. And I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about the outward appearance, not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one died for all and therefore all have died. And he, that is Jesus, died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but live for him who for their sake died and was raised again. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry, the service of reconciliation. That is, Christ, God, in, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. For those who surrender their lives to Jesus, a new work begins in us. The Apostle Paul writes, for anyone who gives their life to Christ, that person is a new creation. We are uh, in Christ not just whitewashed, not just covered on the outside, not just to made, made to look righteous, but we become righteous. Because we are a new creation, we can live differently than we did before that. We have been renewed. We are made new. Paul says the old things are done away with. They're, they're gone. We do not have to be controlled by them any longer. God begins a new work in each one of us as we surrender our lives, our hearts, our souls to Jesus. Now, there is a reality that, that we have to um, deal with. And that is that some of us come to Jesus incredibly broken. We can look at our lives and we can say, yes, I know that Jesus is the Savior. Yes, I have given my life to him, but... But Randall, you just don't know how broken I am. 
God can never use me. Yes, he's received me. Yes, I've been given new life and I have the promise of heaven, but I am too broken to be used. You don't know my, my past. You don't know the thoughts that roll around in my head or the true condition of, of that sin that keeps on seeking to uh, bubble up in my life. You just don't understand how broken, how fragile I am. And if, I, if you hear one thing this morning, I want you to know that, that God takes broken people and he makes us into something new, not removing the cracks, the fragileness of our lives, but making us something new. There is a, um, a work, um, an art form, if I can call it that, um, that was founded probably back in the 16th century, excuse me, in Japan. Uh, called Sinsguji, funny name. But what they would do with that is they would um, take vessels that were broken during the tea ceremony. And instead of sweeping them away and replacing them, they would hold on to those broken pieces. Holding them Special, putting them in a special container for later. And sometimes those broken pieces would remain in that box for generations. And finally, when the time was right for that family, they would take the broken pieces out of the box. And they would put those broken pieces back together again. And when we try to put broken pieces, we try to uh, smooth over the cracks. We do our best to make sure that it doesn't look broken anymore. No marks of the blue lines. We want it to look perfect. But in this art form, what they do is they take a precious metal like gold, as we see in the picture, and they line the cracks with the gold, and they put the pieces back together again so that the thing that was broken now becomes worth even more than it originally was. And I believe that that's what God does for us when we come to him. We come with all of our broken pieces, be it physical, emotional, spiritual, we bring them to God and God in his wisdom and his grace and his love puts us back together again. Not removing the cracks, but enhancing them with his um, glorious touch. So that what was original, though broken, becomes better and more glorious. That's what it is to be a new creation. Yes, Paul says that the old has passed away. He's he's talking about that old nature. We don't have to be broken anymore. We can be put back together again to be something 
beautiful in the maker's hand, no matter what we bring. And so in this, in this passage, not only do we see that we are recreated, in fact, we read other words that we are recreated into the image of Christ. That's God's design. That's what we were predestined to be, created in the image of Christ. We look way back to Genesis, and we see back in Genesis that God created us, male and female he created us, to, to bear his image, to be his co-regents in his creation. And yet sin broke that. And God's work since that time till today and on into eternity is to restore you and I to the image of Christ whom we were created. So what are we to do? What is our voice to be as God's um, created new creation in Christ? Let me suggest a couple of things. First of all, uh, we are to be constrained by the love of Christ. Verse 14. That what we do in life is not for ourselves, not to be motivated by self, not even to be motivated by the church. But we are motivated by the very love of God. So often we try to be spiritual not so much about God, but we try to be spiritual because being spiritual is a good thing. I want to practice prayer more because praying more is a good thing. I want to read God's word because reading God's word is a good thing. And yes, that is true, but that's not an end in itself. The, the movement in our lives is to be conformed to the image of Christ. And in that process, we become more and more like Christ. Even, I can say, more and more spiritual. But what moves us is God's love. It's what constrains us. It's what controls us as we, as we move forward. Verse 15 tells us that we are to live for Christ. As he died for all, he died for us, and he now lives and it was raised and we are raised with him. Not only are we controlled by Christ's love, but we are to live for Christ. Not for Randall, not for our spouses, not for our children, but we are to live for Christ. Verse 16 reminds us that we are to regard no one by the flesh anymore. Not what they look like on the outside, but what is the condition of their heart? Paul says when we first saw Jesus, we saw him in the flesh and we dealt with him as, as flesh, not really knowing that he was fully God and fully man. we still trying to wrap our heads around all of that. But now we focus on the spiritual. As we said, oh, I don't know, a few months back, we said the question we should be asking one another is not how are you doing, but how is your soul today? How's your soul today? That's what, that's what matters. 
doesn't matter that I had this terrible work done on my hand and it hurts like the dickens. You know, and I'm waiting for that to go away. But that's, that's not the question you should be asking me is, Pastor, how's your hand? But Pastor, how's your soul today? How's your spirit? Regarding that is the most important. And as verse 17 tells us, we are to live not bound to the old life. We can make a choice today. We can choose to follow Jesus. We can say no to sin, no to temptation. We can hold on to Christ. And then Paul reminds us that we have been reconciled, we have been brought back into a right relationship with God, and for a specific purpose, so that we can be reconcilers. Your task, my task in our daily life, as Paul says here, is to be ambassadors for God. We go to faraway countries in order to uh, represent God, even if that country is um, here on high school. Wherever we go, we go as ambassadors. If it's uh, to our place of employment, we go as ambassadors to our schools, to our friends, to the places that we hang out. We go as ambassadors of Christ, marked and robed in his righteousness, not our own. And our, one of our goals there is to reconcile people to God. Christ made it possible for us to stand in the presence of God, to be reconciled. That which separated us has been brought together now in Christ. And we are to help people see that. You see, every one of us, everyone in the world, is spiritual, not just Christians. Everyone in the world is spiritual. The question is, who controls your spirit? How's your spirit? There is that desire, I believe, in each one of us that longs for God wants that reconciled relationship with God, but the problem is we don't know that God. Nobody has taken the time to introduce us to that God, and so all sorts of things replace that God, the true God. And Satan is one to be more than happy to throw all sorts of things in our path to say, this can work, this can work, this can be God. And too often we, we are satisfied with that. But our responsibility as ambassadors for Christ is to introduce people to the one true God who can fill up our lives, fill up our hearts. And so... For those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus, you um, have been reconciled to God, and your task is to no longer be held in bondage by this world, but let Christ's righteousness work in you so that you can bring that good news of salvation to everybody you come in contact with. 
on the phone, face-to-face, -face, online, in all of those places. We have been reconciled to God. We have been made a new creature. He has taken the brokenness of your life and made it something better than it ever was. hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is BethesdaMB.org. That's Bethesda, M as in Mary, B as in boy, dot org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.